Get fired up for another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. A constant barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed innuendo. With filthy mouths and bad attitudes. Featuring Chris. On the streets, he's known as a jackass. Also featuring Parker. Yes, there's no two ways about it. He's super white. And our special guest, Alex. No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. Entire production supervised by Bigfoot. Now, let's join the boys for their latest episode. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. My name is Chris. With me, as always, is Parker. And we watched Twilight. We're hoping that Alex will wake up for this, because uh, this was partially his idea. Although it was me who bought the ticket, so I have to take some culpability here. Uh, I had never seen this before this evening, uh, somehow. (laughs) And uh, boy, what a life-changing event. I am so, so happy I got to see this. So what month are we setting aside for you to watch the rest of them? That might be coming up soon. We have to uh, we have to do that. Just so you know, every sequel sequel is just like that. That oh, you know, we'll get into that because I, I you know a little spoilers here. I've actually read all the books, you know, which uh, so was a decision. Awesome yeah, and uh, I I have to imagine that like I I do remember there's a lot of similarities. It's just like they're doing the same thing over and over and over again. But like movie going audiences are different. I can't imagine they'd want to see that same sort of thing over and over and over again. Anyway, I'm really excited for Jackass Four <laughs> next week. So. <laughs> Have you seen how much money they made? Oh my god. That's the thing. It's like, I, I would assume there's a little bit of variety. It's like, oh, now we're going to have Jacob in the movies. That's going to be a different dynamic. But uh, we will see when we get to those. But before we do, Parker, we do, we have any, yeah, do we have any news? Not really. I just want to talk more about Twilight. I bet you do. <laughs> I mean, I've spent all day trying to think of what it reminded me of. And this, it's the same sensation we had when we did all the Resident Evil movies. We sit there for two hours, you're like, that's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen. I don't have to be anywhere. You want to put on the next one? Yeah. <laughs> I just want to keep going. Like, there is a I point in time, yeah. That. Like, if you were sitting in that theater, like, hey, if you want to stick around, we're going to put on New Moon, would you have stayed? Okay, so the last thing that we said before we left is Josh yelled out, play the next one! <laughs> <laughs> There's something about him, like, that's none of this was good. Every decision was baffling. I Keep rolling, let's go. Yeah, it was... So the movie came out in 2008, right? Different time. I just looked it up. Yeah, it, it did turn out... It turns out it came out in uh, 2008. Uh, how? Uh, yeah, back when we still had hope and change. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, we used to have cash. <laughs> and jobs. <laughs> but now things are different. Okay, well, tell you what, before we get into that, I guess we could talk about it recently watched. I don't think we need to do Jerks of the Week or anything. Uh, so, Parker, let me give you a for instance. I watched a movie called Carnival of Sinners. It's a French movie. came out in 1943. Uh, yeah, but did. its real name is La Main du Diable. So I just want you to imagine something, right? You're having, like, a, a bad day, and you're like, oh, jeez, nothing's going right. And you go to the bar, and you, like, you order a double whiskey, and it's just nothing's going for me. And you start wondering about your past, where you went wrong, and about your future. Will you have the strength to go on? Then the waiter, uh, he actually sits down across from you. He says to you, Would you like to buy a talisman? 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't so that's how this want... movie goes. <laughs> what? What? How much does it cost? How many ruples does it cost to buy? The Turns title? out it only costs one penny. Pretty good price, right? I mean, what could be the drawback? Why See, would he be so here, willing to part with it for so cheap? Well, you know, that's the thing about, you know, the talisman is that when you sell it to someone, you have to sell it for only half of what you paid. So this guy originally paid two cents for it. So there is no half of one, so this guy can never sell it to anyone else. So no passing it on. So you're stuck with oh, it. cool. But you can get money and power and fame and two women, which is a big thing in france so uh the guy becomes well, a very uh <laughs> surreal underpants gnome step one yeah. <laughs> approach woman step two question mark yeah. uh, except it's like it's all just like a censor bar for france <laughs> real missing indeed france yes <laughs> so anyway um he becomes a famous painter and the girl he's been trying to woo this whole time which is french for fuck uh is uh finally interested in him and as soon as he thinks about selling it she's no longer she's like a complete bitch totally he's like all right fine i'll keep the damn hand so it turns out the talisman is actually like a left hand you know this left hand is how he paints how he signs his checks and all this other stuff uh but then the devil comes to, to uh, visit him it's just like uh by the way um turns out you actually signed away your soul in this gotta read the fine print of the contract uh and the cost of the first day is only one penny and the guy's like okay come on Pay your damn penny. And the guy's like, yeah, but it doubles every single day. There you have it. You ever remember that thing in math class? That if you saved one penny, then every single day you doubled it. By the end, you'd have a million dollars. Well, it's kind of like that. And the guy's like, yeah, fine, right, leave me alone. And then he gets like kind of sick and tired of having the hand because like he's really stressed out all the time. It's just overwhelming, so he wants to sell it. But he doesn't have enough uh, money to like pay back the devil. And then the next day comes and the price is doubled. He's like, ah, damn. And he just can't get the money. And there's a lot of problems going on. And it's mostly a well-made movie. It It's just it's not quite as a suspenseful story as I was hoping for. And the ending resolution, it's not a twist at all. It's just a resolution. You're just like, oh, okay. So <laughs> it, it was fine. It was just, uh, and certainly better than most of the horror movies on the list, which is how I found this one. But it's not like some sort of revolutionary thing. And the devil um, told me I could have $100 million to go back to when I was seven. And I would choose to go back because with the knowledge I have, I can manipulate the stock market. <laughs> <laughs> My grind set. Yes, of the grind set, yeah. I would just grind every day as a seven year old. And then I'd be Yeah, rich. I mean, obviously. You have such a head start. You yeah. know what NFTs are already? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bob, Bob, you don't understand. I need the bored ape. Okay, so did you see the one where it's just like a bored ape costs two hundred thousand dollars and a real ape costs eight thousand dollars? I, it, I'm not <laughs> saying we should start a Patreon already, but I know a pretty good stretch goal. If you're a hundred dollar donor, you get to feed the monkey. Physical challenge: stay in the monkey for an entire recording session. I mean, like you listen to podcasts. If one of the ones you listen to is like, hey, if you become a hundred dollar patron. You can come touch this monkey. <laughs> you're doing it, right? Because yeah. you're already supporting the people you like, and also you get to touch the monkey. Yeah, I want to touch the monkey. Okay, so next one I watch, I only really want to talk about two here. Uh, I watched Leave Her to Heaven, and that's from 1945. This is not on the list, but it probably should have been because it has a scene that scared me more than any other movie from the list so far. Uh, it's from 1945, so you won't be bothering with it. But it does have Vincent Price, so you might be bothering with it. 
Uh, it's about uh, this man and this woman, and they meet, and they fall in love, and uh, they get married, and then the movie ends. Oh, wait, there's other stuff in the middle. Okay, so uh, she, they go on, like, their honeymoon to, like, this remote location in the woods, and she's like, oh, finally. Uh, for a while, I thought that the, uh, the moral of the story was, husbands, it is at times advisable to pork your wife. And uh, it turns out there is a little bit more to it. This is a weird one because it's an American movie that came out in 1945, and I'm not saying it's sexually charged, but it does pretty much address the notion of sex, and more so that women would like to have sex. Uh, they sleep in different beds, and she's visibly frustrated as a result. She talks about how thin the walls are and the fact that his crippled brother is able to hear them the entire time, and she's and she keeps saying she just wants to have some time alone with him. And they, they're just, like, kind of coy about it because of the, the Hayes Code. Like, you can't really say some of this stuff. Anyway, she has a lot of depth to her character. She's actually, like, kind of likable. But as the movie progresses, you realize that as likable as she is, there's a really, really dark side to her. So she they, 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 she has this, uh, I mean, the husband has a crippled brother. Like, he can barely walk, right? Uh, I keep saying crippled because uh, I don't think it's that bad of a thing to say. At one point, she does call the kid a cripple and immediately apologizes and realizes it's a very offensive thing to say. I was like, geez, how am I going to talk about this on the podcast? Oh, right, Classic no one listens. cancel so, culture. Yeah, you know how it is. Also because she's a woman. What can anyway. I say, people? Yeah. <laughs> so her Netflix special starts. And uh, <laughs> actually, you know, so here's the thing. When people are like, oh, she's such a cruel, evil bitch. You know, that's like all the Larabox reviews. Like, oh, she's the ultimate femme fatale. She's so evil. She teaches the kid how to walk. Like, she, she helps him out with his crutches. And she's, like, actually helping him walk. She's, like, an actual good person. But she has a dangerous obsession. Uh, with Ooh. with love as as a concept, she is obsessed with her husband loving her and showing no affection for anyone else. And the fact that he brings his younger brother along on his honeymoon, maybe she has a bit of a point. And then she drowns the boy. And I was just like, "What the fuck is this?" And that scene actually kind of scared me. I don't, I don't want to drown. Drowning sounds like it would really suck. That's the worst jackass segment. It's uh <laughs> almost drowned. It's uh, not great. And yeah, I, I I would be fucking Can't horrified. Confirm. And the whole scene is played with no music at all, and it is played very, very accurately to how a drowning would go, especially because that kid had to jump into freezing cold waters and he developed pneumonia as a result. So, uh, gotta suffer to make your movie, folks. And uh, so anyway, that's kind of a dark part of the movie, and once you see that, you're just like, well... I can never really like this person again, but you can understand the way that their brain works, and maybe that's actually a little bit better because it's more fascinating that way. Then uh, she has an abortion. You're like, oh, abortion in 1945? That's, you know, it's out of the ordinary. Uh, yeah, one of those DIY abortions. Uh, <laughs> she, uh, <laughs> <laughs> she, uh, <laughs> which is uh, quite the way to describe it, especially as a Catholic. <laughs> but uh, she... <laughs> Well, she is, she, don't she like homebrew abortions? Yeah. <laughs> homebrew. <laughs> homebrew. What's a homebrew abortion? Just eating some really spicy soup? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You just go on hot ones and, well. <laughs> You're just drinking a lot of gamer fuel. <laughs> or you have the milk. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I want it unfiltered. <laughs> Give me my raw milk. <laughs> anyway, uh, no. So actually, the reason that she has a baby in the first place—I will say—the reason that she grows a baby is uh, she is obviously distant from her husband because the husband 
probably suspects that she had something to do with the drowning, but uh, doesn't really have any concrete proof. Uh, so they're not, like, estranged, but they're, they're growing a bit distant here. She's like, I don't know how I can get him back into uh, my loving embrace. I know, I'll have a baby with him. And, uh, which is kind of like, remember when they did that in Gone Girl? It's like, that never really makes anyone closer. That just exacerbates the differences. So she tries it, but it's the 1940s, no one knew any better. Anyway, so she's getting really pissed off because she's not allowed to go upstairs because she's pregnant and you're supposed to, like, limit your amount of exercise and everything. And she's frustrated because they're not decorating the kids' room the right way. And she's like, oh, I'm sick of this baby. She looks at her, I wish it was dead. And her sister's like... What are you doing, Ellen? You don't need to... What, what, what the fuck is that? She's like, uh, I just want it to be me and my husband. So she uh, she puts on her heaviest slippers, deliberately tucks them underneath the rug, goes up to the goes up to the stairs, and falls like Bam does when he gets hit by the giant and just... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Honey, I can't believe you fell for the soup. You stupid bitch. Our so baby that's how boy she, is dead because you brought the soup tray. So that's how she kills her kids. So she's killed her husband's son and she's killed her husband's brother. So who's next? Obviously her own sister. And how is she going to do that? Well, uh, her husband is pretty clearly just not into her right now. Uh, things have been like even <laughs> a if, word. Yeah, yeah. It's like an Ivan just like even if that was an accident, the way that she posted it, like. It's still like things are weird now, you know. <laughs> uh, there's some uh, very nefariously placed banana peels have him thinking differently. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's just like, like that's not going to make you guys grow closer or anything. Obviously, he's going to have some pity for you, but that doesn't mean it's like you know, honey, you're right. Let's go on a real honeymoon to Jamaica. <laughs> Let's uh, try again. Let's go on a cruise. Irene. Why don't you stand near the, <laughs> stand near the railing? We'll Dude, take a great uh, old timey picture. Here, let's go into this dark alley. <laughs> Anyway, so what he hey, can does... can you hold these rocks? <laughs> Yo, Fat Mikey brought over some lead shoes. Can you, like, try them? So, anyway. Oh, Fat can Mikey. you imagine Orson Welles laughing as she gets high-fived down the stairs? <laughs> she has fallen for the railing. <laughs> Incomprehensible. And yet I watch. So, And yet there remains only one wee man in the group. <laughs> But only one. Anyway, so uh, the, her final her final gag as the Joker of women in the 1940s <laughs> is is to uh, what does she do? She um, she realizes that her husband isn't like isn't like in love with her sister, but her sister is pretty much into her husband, and she's been actually taking some interest in the novel that her husband has been writing, and she's been like helping him out, like reading the the galas and everything, helping him edit and stuff. And the book comes out, and it's dedicated to her. Not to uh, his wife. And she's like, oh, I've got a great idea to kill my sister. I'm going to kill myself instead. And you're just like, hmm, how is this one going to work? She, she poisons herself with arsenic, right? And she does it in such a way that she frames her sister for this. As like a murder. like, oh, my sister will get the chair. Yeah, women got killed for uh, for murder all the time back in the 1940s. And my husband who would be an accomplice. And he'll have to go to jail too. This should, what could possibly go wrong? And in fact, I'll send this to my ex-lover, the district attorney, Vincent Price. And, oh, yeah, dude. dude, Vincent Price is in this movie for, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes. He's the best part of the movie. Like, everyone says, like, the lead actress, Jean Tierney. 
She's like really, really good, really underrated. That's in fact, uh, Martin Scorsese had said that. Uh, Martin Scorsese was a famous director. Don't worry about. Anyway, oh, yeah. uh, yeah. oh, yeah. Vince hates Marvel movies. <laughs> Fuck that dude. He's got that statue in New York City. Anyway, with the pigeons. <laughs> so like, <laughs> <laughs> that's a cold open. So uh, Vincent Price is in this, and it's a very young Vincent Price. And I saw a movie that he made like six years earlier, where he's somehow even younger, and he's not like. He's not, like, doing the Vincent Price voice, you know? Watching Aaron McGahey fall for the soup. <laughs> uh, but and he also doesn't have the mustache. And you nope. look at him, you're just like, wow, he's, he's quite handsome. I, uh... I think he'd be. A, I think he'd be a very good district attorney. I kind of wonder if he has a double-headed coin in his pocket. Uh, I, I, <laughs> Tails, it is again. <laughs> oh, Harvey Dent will fuck men tonight. <laughs> Into my bordello. <laughs> you either live long enough to see yourself become a retard, or. <laughs> I gotta say, uh, poisoning yourself and then framing your family is the greatest stunt Bam Margera ever pulled on Ape and Phil. <laughs> so the I'm thing about it, I'm gonna fucking kill myself. So it it just sort of devolves into um, uh, Vincent Price saying to uh, accusing him on the stand, "Are you in love with her sister?" It, like saying that repeatedly and just screaming it in his face. The guy says. The guy never really answers, but the sister's just like, yeah. And he's like, oh. And uh, then he, he brings uh, the guy back on, and he says, no, she didn't uh, kill her. She killed herself, and here's how I know this. Bam, 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 bam. And I know that she did it because she revealed to me before she did it that she killed my brother and her son. And uh, everyone's just like, wow, what a shocking news. Well, I guess you get off that case. However, that does make you an accessory to murder. So he has to go to prison for two years. And then he comes back and he hugs the sister and the movie ends. Beautiful. Yeah. I love it. Honestly, story. pretty good movie. I was, uh, I was a little surprised. I had a good time. Uh, I also, uh, Michelle visited and we finally sat down to watch Millennium Actress. And uh, we were both talking the entire movie, but I still think she got something out of it. I will say this, as much as I fucking loved Millennium Actress the first time I watched it, now I realize it's probably Satoshi Kon's worst movie, which means that he's possibly the greatest director of all time. Because, like, Tokyo Godfathers, Paranoia Agent, Perfect Blue, and probably Paprika, which I'm going to try to get to soon, are all better than that. That means you are a certified banger, objectively superior to Hayao Miyazaki. So, uh... Well, what movies did he make? Nothing good. All right, uh, Parker, what did you watch? I was going to give you a chance to run down all the puns. I'm very proud of you. <laughs> I, <laughs> I just thought it'd be a little bit faster to just do it like that. <laughs> so, an assignment that you very, very nicely gave me. <laughs> so the Empire of Izmir has long been a divided land, ruled by mages, an elite group of powerful warlocks. In the capital of Sumdal, evil mage named Profion creates a magic scepter that allows him to control Profion. dragons, but his attempt fails, forcing him to kill it. The first three minutes <laughs> is all of these words in the shittiest dragon you've ever seen. Hey, Parker, you want to know something cool? Yeah, no. Yeah, one year later, the same studio would release The Lord of the Rings. What the fuck? <laughs> you like special wrote effects, right? Originally, like, look... The dragon doesn't look good, but it's not as bad as I thought it would be. And then. Cut to the third act when there are literally <laughs> hundreds of them, and it does not, in fact, look very good. 
Who's uh, that girl? Dungeons- it's the same. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. I just wanted to reiterate uh, Dungeons and Dragons, since I didn't drop the name at the top. Mm-hmm. It's one of those movies where anyone who's ever been online or watched a movie before hasn't heard about how bad it is. So I appreciate you assigning it just because it's a movie I would never watch on my own. Mm-hmm. But boy, it lives up to its reputation, I gotta say. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> really earns it. Yeah. Uh, that's the thing about it. I've never actually played Dungeons & Dragons. That's not true. I think it was at a friend's, like, fucking what? 10th birthday party? 11th birthday party? Went over there. They are like, yeah, we can play Dungeons & Dragons. I'm like, oh, that sounds like fun. And I roll a dice or something like that. Yeah, yeah. you have to fill out this spreadsheet. And I was like, I'm just not going to do that. So I just played Smash Brothers the entire time. Yeah, I went to play once, uh, did not fill out my character sheet, and then that was the last time I was ever invited back. I was like, I don't know what any of this means. No, your dexterity is like, actually, I don't care. Yeah, I don't don't, don't know and I don't want to know. I'm sorry. I don't want to know. So apparently there's like overarching stories. I think Alex has actually played this uh, sort of nonsense before, so if only he were awake, he could tell us To defend himself. Yeah, well, no. So, uh, apparently there's, like, several overarching stories. It's kind of like uh, uh, Magic the Gathering. It has, like, stories. There's, like, realms and uh, planes and, and shit like that. And they, uh, is wizards. Anyway. Well, there certainly uh, are. Yeah. There yeah. certainly uh, are. So, uh, let's talk about Thora Birch. Who, uh. What is there to say? She is giving one of those performances that makes you forget about Hocus Pocus and also Ghost World and also uh, <laughs> American Beauty. <laughs> so, I mean, movie... it's the most like comparing her with uh, who's the, who's a guy in this movie. I've looked it up three times, and every time it just... it's a it's a guy. It's, it's the guy from the fucking the things. Hang on, yeah. he was in the light. Oh, Jeremy Irons. Irons. Jeremy Irons. Oh, Jeremy I thought Irons he was, like, is the actual guy. main character. Oh, no, Justin no. Whalen. Oh yeah. So I'm talking about fucking uh, Justin Whalen and Marlon Wayans together at last. Uh, oh my god. Scary yeah. movie. Hold on to yeah. your hat. So Jeremy Irons and Thora Birch in the final act. It's just like, ah, we have to use the dragons for evil. And Thora Birch talking like <laughs> the this. Nerds. To give a grounded performance in the face of whatever the fuck he is doing. I mean, she is very uh, clearly just doing this to pay off a parking ticket. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, mad respect to the man, because it is the most interested thing in this movie by a country mile, is whatever he's doing when he's on screen. He's trying to talk like this. Holy shit. Yeah, You're just in a room talking to one person. It's like, dude, I know you're a good actor. You don't have to try to convince me with this. Also, we gotta talk about the guy with like the blue lipstick, and then like that just a one line there, and he likes to talk as slowly as fucking possible. Does he get paid per syllable? <laughs> Maybe. It's brutal. <laughs> this movie is. I mean, I don't like fantasy in general. It's really one of my least favorite genres. So, like, if I'm gonna be into a fantasy thing, it's gotta be actually good. It may. Well, <laughs> you're already like starting on a fucking strike too, and then this movie starts with a text scroll about God knows what and God knows who, and then we meet these fucking mages and the shittiest looking dragons, and then we just cut to Marlon Wayans doing some comedy and yeah, I fucking Marlon it, Wayans the whole time. It. I thought he was doing like the the Chris Tucker, the Fifth Element going. <laughs> like that and i don't know which movie came first so i don't know who did that thing first it is that's exactly what he's doing yeah it's 
Which it's no one uh, said. That they, it was probably just all like, yeah, just do that thing. You can all do that, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, just do that. Yeah, do the voice. <laughs> like, I believe it. Oh in my, my heart. god, and it I makes forgot. me sad. That's, he, they, uh, Justin Waylands meets the fucking the cartographer girl. Is she an elf or something? Oh my god. It's oh been, my god. It's scene. been some time since I saw this. Oh so my it's god. Just like, oh, it's yeah. been a week for me in eternity. Yeah. So, uh, Man, did you like it? Uh, you know, uh, you know, <laughs> a little bit of good, a little bit of bad. Uh, not great. Yeah. Not very good. Not entertaining. Fair. Somehow under two hours. Felt like four. Yeah. Uh, once again, the technology is not there. Why are there a hundred dragons? Why are there so yeah. many dragons when even so one looks So were there terrible? more dragons in this than there were Star Destroyers in Star Wars 9? Boy, it is. It's real up in the air. I was, that's exactly what I was thinking of. A shitty wizard in a long cloak yelling at the sky while a bunch of CGI dragons flew around. See, the movie starts off with a dragon in a dungeon, and they don't like expand on that. You're like, boy, I, really, I didn't really play the games. I thought there'd be more than this. And then there's like way too many dragons at the end of the movie. And it's comforting to know that even with no perspective, because this came out in 2000, I didn't watch it then, obviously. I had no interest. But you can watch this now and know this was not good for the time. There's no way this passed for anyone. There's not going to be any nostalgia like, guys, it's time for a reevaluation. No. If it was bad then, it's bad now. It's always going to be bad. Yeah. Absolute just hot dog water. Just real <laughs> dirt shit. I have a feeling like so this much. is for Dungeons and Dragons fans what Dragon Ball Evolution was for DBZ fans. Like the fact that they're still trying to be like, guys, no, we're, we're going to make one next year. It's taken 23 years to be like, guys, no, we're, we're going to do a good one. I promise yeah, it's going to happen. Yeah, now it'll be good. You had to wait that long just to get the stench of failure. Because if you say Dungeons and Dragons movie, the first thing anyone says is, yeah, we saw that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thanks for, no fucking thanks. Now you can join that chorus. <laughs> yeah. I can hold my head high and say yes. You can I sing your song. It goes like this. <laughs> 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 Have you done enough to me? <laughs> what else did you watch? Well, Alex, uh, I would just like you to know, wherever you are listening to this, that I t- was the one on the show to take the Kingo pill and watch it, it the Eternals. <laughs> Kingo. I, I cannot believe how fucking boring this movie is. <laughs> no kidding. Let me... There's actually a lot to talk about. About the movie itself and the ideas in it, not sitting down and watching it. It's a fucking miserable experience. Let me just throw this by you, though. You know, you watch a Marvel movie, right? You get, like, a quippy little intro. You, like, get reintroduced to the character or the, maybe the villain of the movie. And then the comic book pages flutter. And you're like, all right, let's get into it. Yeah. I pulled up on Disney+. Plus Because I waited until it was on Disney+. Plus. I'm not a fucking animal. Come on. Yeah. Hit play. Screen goes black. Text pops up. In the beginning immediately paused it and looked over like should we do this tonight (laughs) we just got off work it's already fucking midnight like this movie is starting with in the beginning i'm looking in the corner seeing a firm robust 220 staring at me do we we really want to fucking do this tonight an erect 220 (laughs) girthy So two twenty veins akimbo. 
Oh my god. So, just this, starts with a Bible quote, huh? In the beginning. This right. vascular runtime gives you a whole fucking text scroll about the celestials creating oh. life and the eternals oh. and the deviants oh, and who knows no. what. Chris, we got scenes in Babylon, we got scenes in Mesopotamia. We're going no. back and forth. <laughs> So here's a thing that I never thought I would hear myself say. Man, I really wish this movie was a Disney Plus series instead. Chris, do you know how many Eternals there are? Ten. Do you know how many have ever been in a Marvel movie? Zero. Yeah, great. That is a lot of people to establish. That's a lot of relationships to establish with characters that have lived for millions of years. Does what? not fit too snugly into a tight, thick, and veiny two twenty. <laughs> <laughs> Just so I mean that is a pretty turgid runtime, though. You think they have enough time to set up like all the characters? It was pretty too messing. We got a good scene with fucking Hiroshima, which did a lot for me. Yeah, that's fun. Okay, so I'm thinking uh, about that. Alex, I'm assuming you listen to these while driving. I just need you to double grip the wheel for me. So uh, we get a scene uh, where we get reintroduced to Kingo in present day, and it's a whole Bollywood dance scene. And that was the point I knew there was no turning back for this movie for me. Oh my god. I don't have any Bollywood songs on the whole fucking voice one, so... <laughs> you lucked out of that one. It's a I... getting the band back together movie, but the band is ten people you've never heard of. Ever. What is Ezra? What is Ezra Miller's power besides traitor? Because he looks like he's a traitor. Uh, not Ezra Miller, but close enough. Oh. Um, he can like control people's minds. I think everyone's got stupid fucking oh. powers. Oh. Uh, oh. One of the guys no. is named Gilgamesh. Don't worry about it. Oh, that's good. Angelina that's Jolie good. looks like she is just hopped up on Ambien the entire movie. <laughs> Every time it cuts to her, she's staring off in the distance like she has no idea where she is. I don't know why the fuck she's in this movie. So, one of the things I, I wanted to ask here is that I, I never read the Eternals comics, but I remember seeing No one some, did. I remember seeing some, like, pages of it on Twitter, and they're like, well, look how bright and colorful it is. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I guess you know where I'm going with this question. <laughs> look, as someone who, is, who has drank plenty of Marvel Kool-Aid in their life, will eat up all of this slop, ask me how Hawkeye was, because I fucking watched it. Who the fuck lit this movie? It looks so dark and shitty. It looks horrible. And how does the CGI keep getting worse the more money they make i truly don't understand like the last uh, three movies that aren't spider-man have all just looked wretched at times like i don't understand this i i can't explain it i don't know why they thought it, actually i'm sorry i'm getting back to something you said earlier i'm trying to imagine why did they put angelina jolie in here People would say, oh, she's a box office straw. Is she, though? Is Who's, like, the big Angelina Jolie fan out there? You know? Like, oh, I really like is, Salt. She is very interesting, because, like, she is a bona fide, like, oh, yeah, movie star. She's in no... She's not the star of a single good movie. It's very fascinating. Like, everyone has hits. All of her movies where she's front and center on the poster, absolute wretched dog shit. Except for Cradle of Filth. Of course. Oh, I'm yeah. going to that saying. But, I mean, you spend all this time getting these people together, and there's, I mean, there's a bunch of spoilers, but it's, I don't think they're going to make Eternals too. it doesn't matter, there's no point getting into yeah. it. 
This movie yeah. made its money back, but fucking who cares? Like, I wonder, like, yeah. Jack Kirby created this. You know, like, the fucking goat of all comics. His run got fucking canceled. No one cares about the Eternals. What is the point and of this? So, so do you think that maybe this is a, an example of Marvel trying to dig too, too deep for, like, original IPs or something to put out there, as opposed to, like, writing something new, maybe? Absolutely, because, like... We don't have a Hulk. I mean, we have Hulk, but we're not starting like, oh, we're going to have a new Hulk movie. We're going to bring Iron Man. We're going to bring Spider-Man, Captain America. Like, no, we're starting to de- dig uh, pretty deep in the old trenches here. And it ain't uh, it ain't really working out. Phase 4 has, uh, on the whole, been pretty mediocre to dog shit. Yeah, it just kind of Which, feels like Marvel's maybe spinning their wheels here. Yeah, there was always going to be a drop-off after Endgame, because how could there not be? Yeah. God damn. As someone who, like, even the worst MC movies, I was like, I mean, if it's on TV, I'll leave it on. Like, The Incredible Hulk is, like, the most nothing movie to ever exist. But if it's on in the background, like, yeah, I'm not going to turn the mind. channel until yeah. it goes to commercials. Like, it's yeah, not. I, I don't mind The Incredible Hulk. I think that movie's perfectly serviceable. Um, Iron Man 2 sucks shit. But if I'm at a house with cable and it's on FX, I'll leave it on. Like, it's, yeah, it's, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. But it's inoffensive, you know? ever sitting down to watch the eternals again it's just so yeah that doesn't a combination of boring and completely overstuffed so nothing has any significance whatsoever yeah it didn't didn't look like it had any significance i mean compare marvel spinning their wheels right now to what dc is doing which is i don't know uh like the best (laughs) thing that yeah because like after right after wonder woman 2 you're just like oh do they they, do they know but then like uh zack snyder's cut of the justice league comes out and it's critically acclaimed for good reason it's actually a pretty good movie uh i did you by the way did you see that fucking stupid twitter thing where there was like a rumor that like dc executive or warner brothers executives didn't want to leak that uh that the Snyder cut did so well because it would make them look bad and they might get fired it was like yeah executives love it Uh, i mean the executives hate it when fucking a movie does well under their watch they don't want anyone to know about that HBO Max is begging to have a hit to announce. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So, like, but they're also coming out with uh, The Batman, which is, uh, everyone is anticipating to be really good. Like, at this, like, I try not to, like, get out over my skis or anything, but it looks like it's pretty good. It looks like it's going to be a a good time. I'm eager to see it. I mean, if Marvel keeps, like, doing shit like this, making a Hawkeye miniseries, all this other shit, like, this has enough time for DC to finally make the Lobo movie, which uh, oh, hell yeah, I have dude, been pining good. for. <laughs> I mean, take this however you want, but like, the Hawkeye series is like in the top three things in this whole fucking phase so far. Look, which I'm is like gonna... four movies. That I'm not telling you to ever watch yeah. it. You do not need yeah. to. Life is too short. Yeah. But I'm saying, as someone who watched all of it, like all of the stuff they've put out, because my life is spent a lot of time in a hotel room with time to yeah, kill. That's, that's fair, month. yeah. Uh, <laughs> much better than most of the other output they've had I'll, I'll put it to you like this is like i'm glad that there's a new phase of marvel specifically so i can keep so i can just say yeah i was done after the first phase and that's all that i need and i <laughs> put the pipe down and i'm not smoking crack no more well you made it watch yeah i did oh, i thought you were done yeah, yeah it was <laughs> yeah because it ended after end game it's called end game i turned exactly. off Check the me. game yeah Lips. So, when we first got past Endgame, and it was very clear, like, okay, we're going to be losing a lot of characters, and then it became more clear after fucking Chadwick Boseman died, like, well, that was, like, one of yeah. the three Oops. pillars we had going forward, so it's, we got yep. Captain Marvel, which is not good, Spider-Man, oh. which, 
they I are will, okay, admittedly, obviously paid a lot of money. <laughs> but also, like, they don't have exclusive rights to and everything. Oh, they right, because movie, Sony, They have to work with Sony. Yeah. It's like, okay, yeah. so we have to create a lot of new stuff. What I wanted truly deeply was what this movie promises. Like, there are decades of weird-ass cosmic shit. If we're not going to stay on this ground level with like, ah, this guy also has a robot suit, but he's evil. Let's get weird. So why does so much of this movie just take place on a fucking beach at the end? <laughs> the ending fight is so fucking... I just, just looking at my phone, scrolling. Like, there's just nothing to it. It looks like shit. You don't care. It takes place on the side of a volcano, so it's just a fucking... Some studio somewhere in Atlanta, like every other ending fight scene. I truly could... I feel like I spent more time on a beach here than I did watching the movie where they all live on the beach that makes you old. Like, that whole movie takes place on a beach, and here, for the <coughs> turgid and vibrant two and a half hours, <laughs> we're just bouncing back and forth, like, hundreds of years back and forth, back and forth, and we just have the shittiest, ugly CGI fight. And then we set up a fucking sequel tease with Kit Harrington as... You know, Jon Snow, everyone's no, favorite not, actor. Yeah. I'm not going to Yeah, I'm going to say the part that'll make you think you've fucking blacked out and that I'm lying to you. So the mid credit scene happens, and they're on their spaceship, because obviously this is on a spaceship. And then a little uh, dwarf dude uh, teleports in. He's voiced by Patton Oswalt, and he looks drunk. He's like, oh, here he, here he, here comes Thanos' brother. And then Harry Styles walks in. What do you want to do with that? Hey, what do you do with that, buddy? How the... Hey, you know how I've is... talked for years and years that, like, the worst part about Star Wars is that the universe is too small? Turns yeah. out, uh, maybe the universe can get too big. <laughs> let's, uh, let's reel it in a bit here. I don't want oh, wait, this, Wait, so this is, the mid, this is the big credit scene for the Eternals, right? This uh-huh. is, a, like, a different, Correct. unrelated Kevin Smith movie just started no, talking no, about? No, no, no. A little yeah. Pat Oswalt door, which looks... It would look bad in Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> it, ain't, it ain't that bad, but it's fucking bad. All right, let's really fucking bad. Harry Styles just walks into framework. Oh, hello! And you're like, what the fuck is this? Hello! And then the oh, end credit scene is Kit Harrington inheriting a magic sword. <laughs> oh man, I am a. I mean, I know my heart will never truly be out because I'm the living proof that the sunk cause fallacy is real. But, yeah. fuck, man. I will definitely be uh, waiting for Disney Plus for just about... Unless I'm explicitly invited, like, hey, you have this day off. Do you want to go see Insert Next Movie? Uh, it's going to be Disney Plus for a while for this guy. Yeah. <laughs> God damn, man. Like, I think I gave this two stars. If I had not been able to pause it... It's one, easily. The fact that I was able to just pause and go like, I'm going to go make another drink. You want anything? You were just what? getting railed by that runtime, man. You're just Dude, getting... Oh, my God. Bite my the fucking pillow. calves are aching right now. <laughs> I mean, compare this to, like, other Marvel movies, though, where you're just making a grocery list in your head. <laughs> Dude, I would be... I was begging to be making a grocery list. <laughs> Trying to tackle... Like, oh, my God. Because, of course, they have to acknowledge... Sorry, I'm looking at my notes here. Like, you have to acknowledge, like, (laughs) hey, if these, like, literal gods have been around for thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of years, why didn't they ever step in and, you know, like, stop the giant purple guy who eliminated half of all life in the universe? To where someone responds, oh, then humans wouldn't have developed like they were supposed to. The fuck does that mean? 
Doesn't matter if they just stop talking about it. Like, hang on, what? Parker, I don't have what the song mean, on what? here, but it's whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger, okay? So, like, <laughs> we needed the Holocaust to happen. Not going to cut this because that made oh, us buddy. to never I mean, let it happen again. Or is that what the movie actually says? Does the movie actually I mean, say that? They didn't stop the Holocaust. They didn't. We have a fucking, I, just a flashback like, oh, I don't think he's going to help us anymore. Slam back to Hiroshima 1945. <laughs> I, I, no one made that up. That's in the movie that they didn't stop any of these tragedies because they have to let humanity evolve on their own or something. I, I kind of think we we kind of we we drenched the swamp when we were talking about Transformers Five. You know, like how yeah. could you possibly have Transformers on the Underground Railroad? It is uh, posing a lot of questions. It's teeing them up for themselves and then answering them poorly and then going. All right, well, on to the next fight scene. You're like, hang on, no, 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 for real. What do you mean we weren't developed, right? Like, because I'll just fucking spoil it. Like, the whole thing is that yeah, they were right. actually sent there to, like, make sure the planet can grow, grow, because there's a celestial. Celestials are big, giant god things in space. There's one, there's, like, a core in the planet, and then once there's enough life on Earth, it can grow and form. <laughs> exactly. So, basically, they, they were sent there to make sure, like, people kept growing and growing and growing until the population was big enough so it could feed off of it and be born. So why wouldn't you stop the Holocaust? <laughs> hey, we need you to make sure life can happen. Cool, so nuclear weapons are real now. That seems bad. What should we yeah. do? Don't worry about it. They're just on their spaceship. And this guy, the guy that looks like Ezra Miller, is just hanging out in Mesopotamia. And also there's a deaf girl. Isn't that great? She disappears for two hours. It's great. Really is. It's it's progressive, Parker. Be respectful. Like, there's interesting ideas in there, but it truly you physically could not cram them into this runtime, into this absolute fucking backwall splitting runtime. <laughs> it's <laughs> it should have been a show, and as someone who thinks almost every single one of those Disney Plus shows could have been a tight fucking mm, two-hour movie <laughs> like this is the only Just one where it's like perfect no. exactly right you know not the kind of one that makes you squirt all over the place you know? Just <laughs> makes you know just gives you good time you know one that makes your eyes roll back in your head yeah one of those ones where it's oh yeah could have been round two right after it you know 10 toe curling episodes like it's not yeah. hard this uh, is one okay, of the movies cool. where it's like you like you're limping to the bathroom afterwards. <laughs> I was, buddy. Let me fucking tell you, <laughs> you're just army crawling to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> like it's not already like okay. Here's your fucking insert character that the audience connects with. By the way, it's supposed to be Kit Harrington. He's in the first twenty minutes, disappears. The last thing the movie's like, oh, that was crazy, huh? Like, cool, great, glad you're here. But like, you just have a human character, and then he meets one of the the Eternals. And then we get their backstory. And then the next one, you introduce another one. That way everyone gets time and you see the stakes involved. Because like one of them, he's like, oh no, we have to protect it. I have a family now. Oh, the person we saw in 45 seconds of you kissing your husband and hugging your kid. Man, I sure hope you're okay. And then also solve like the other question is like, they're going to go through all this shit, defy all their orders from the literal Marvel space god. It's so like, no, we can't do this. We have to save Earth. These people have been alive thousands of years, right? The planet's <laughs> fucking melting. We don't have that much longer. Like, it's it's gonna happen soon regardless. Just fucking let it happen. These people yeah. have been alive for millions. Who cares? None of this matters. 
It's bad. This is real bad. And it's incredibly funny that Kevin Feige thought this was the one they were going to submit to the fucking Oscars because it was going to be a real movie. Absolutely <laughs> suck a dick, morons. Are you serious? Hell I'm yeah, fucking... dude. We got a real director. We got. Ugh, it's yeah. fucking terrible. Fucking swollen runtime. All right. Um, well. Speaking of swollen, uh, last note, incredibly funny that for literal months, fucking Kingo took all that. Fucking that HGH that made him so swole that his head changed shape. He shoots CJ <laughs> Lazer out of his hands, and when they get to the finale, he's like, "I don't want to fight my friends," and then leaves. Awesome, <laughs> good job, dude. <laughs> Hope it was worth it. It is uh, very similar to Zack Snyder's Justice League and worse in every way. Every performance is flat and shitty. Every performance is flatter and has less emotion than everyone in Zack Snyder's Justice League. Good job. My word. Yeah, <laughs> that, is, is that is impressive. Stunning. Like, <laughs> it's fucking terrible. That's some shit. It uh, is. Alright. Well, Alex has not been awoken. Uh, Alright, well. Sucks to suck. Nerd, yep, I, we're going to just dump right into it. Well, I tell you what, give So bad about this, but here's, also. Uh, here's how we're going to dump into this one, right? Uh. <laughs> We're going to give him a little bit of time because I'm going to talk about, like, I'm going to talk about about Twilight before we talk about Twilight. So cast your mind back, you know, you have uh, Stephen King is writing all these books and they're about horror and they're like, oh, what if there was a female Stephen King? And instead we got Anne Rice and she starts writing about vampire romance movies and they really take off, you know, everyone likes vampire, vampire romance, they even make Interview with a Vampire. More importantly, they make Queen of the Damned. And uh, also the Harry Potter books really take off. And uh, Stephanie Meyer is really just a fan of Anne Rice. And she's... Man, I want to defend her here. I don't think her books are any good. I think she just just like, well, I can write. Let's, let's, let's actually do something here. And the books are not good. I actually read all of the books. Because at the time, I was a college student. And I was doing that like really shitty like internet game. It was like, well, you can't actually criticize it unless you've actually read it all. So I read every single book. And they were like, well, what about the booze? I'm like, oh, I'm just not going to watch them. And... Uh, I, as a result, I didn't actually criticize the the Twilight movies because I, I didn't watch them. I want to be at least somewhat intellectually consistent. But they're like they're very very bad books, very very bad ideas, and you can read them very quickly because they're not very complicated or anything. But they were extraordinarily popular. So here's the thing about a fan writing books and just sort of making it their own. Look, if you actually write the thing, you actually write it and make it like somehow digestible, you're already doing better than most fanfics, you know? Uh, and as a result, you can see some of the some of this with um what's the fucking Fifty Shades. Like those are not good books. I'm not gonna pretend like they're good books, but they are they are fairly literate, you know. These are these are books that you can actually read, and this is better than most fan fiction out there. So uh, that's part of the reason that it was published. There's probably some other stuff in there that I'm not going to look up on Wikipedia right now. Anyway, uh, the books obviously have to get turned into movies because there's a demand for this sort of thing, and they were wildly popular. And I remember people talking about, "Oh, these movies are so bad." And I have to admit, I was actually a little bit skeptical about how bad they were because it kind of felt like it was a culture thing, like, "Oh, we have to hate on," you know. Not necessarily like, oh, the kids like it, we hate it, but it was more so like, it seemed like it was too easy of a target. Like, the vampires sparkle in the daylight, and Bella has no personality, and it's a weird, creepy obsession that Edward has with her, and it's just him versus Jacob taking their shirts off, competing with this one girl, and it's it's a female fantasy, this sort of stuff. It's like, it just kind of seemed too easy, you know, it's like too easy of a punching bag. So I wasn't really sure. 
Time passes. Things start to change. You start to feel kind of bad. And then you and Alex watched all the Twilight movies and talked about them. <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute. Am I going to watch these? And I'm like, no, no, no. Not unless they assign it to me. And then I watched What We Do in the Shadows season one. And I was like, wait, this is the best show ever made. And Alex specifically tells me, no, no, no. You have to watch at least the first Twilight movie in order to get one of the main jokes in season three. I'm like, all right, I'm in. So the Alamo Drafthouse had a rowdy showing uh, where you can drink and you can hoot and holler and cheer and clap and etc. Uh, but one of the things it says before the movie is no heckling. Unfortunately, Josh and Alex and I were talking during this part. Now, I say Josh and Alex and I because I invited Alex along and also our good friend Josh, who has a very normal brain. And he had never seen it either, I believe. Uh, Alex had seen it once on opening night. Since Alex is not here, I will recount his story of his first time watching Twilight. He saw it opening weekend on a second date. The only seats available were in the front row. She had already seen it before him. He was the only one laughing the entire movie. And an hour 30 into the movie, someone threw their drink at him. (laughs) (laughs) I can fucking see it. Just knowing the Alex ideal now, way but to watch more it. importantly, knowing Alex then. <laughs> yes, yeah, I can exactly. fucking see it. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so here's the thing. I actually was a little bit apprehensive when I went to the theater to see this because I've been to one rowdy showing before. That was with Gabby and her her night of infamy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she got extremely drunk and uh, really angered my sister. Uh, but uh, everyone else thought she was really funny. She was just yelling to see Idris Elba's cock the entire time we were watching Cats. And uh, I thought she was hilarious. I mean, she was clearly having a good time, although I did have to be like, okay, come back. That sort of thing. Uh, and I was like, what is the social perception of Twilight now in 2022? It's been 14 years since this movie came out. How do people perceive this? Obviously, there's going to be a little bit of irony. I can't imagine watching this movie and not laughing at least once, right? Like you gotta, you gotta know. No, you, and you gotta know. Now, are they gonna be like? Are there? Are there gonna be a lot of women? Are they gonna be swooning over Edward? I have to assume. Yeah, almost certainly. And there's probably gonna be most of the makeup of the audience. But I was actually a little bit afraid if there would be too many irony bros. And what I mean by that is when I went to go see the room, I, I had an all right time, but. It could have been a lot better if there had been people who hadn't actually seen the movie before. I'm not saying no familiarity is better, because Alex is one of the best parts of watching that movie. But like, the, what I don't like about the, the watching The Room is the same thing I don't like about people who watch Rocky Horror Picture Show, is there's like a script of jokes you need to say. And that bothers me. Because I, I, that's not original, it's not creative, it's not unique, and it's not fun. If you can make your own jokes for the movie, I think that's a lot more fun. And it's... It's something I feel really strongly about. And uh, as a result, just like a little preface to this, I did not watch the riff tracks of Twilight beforehand. I know that one is a certified banger, Bobby, but I just didn't want to be the guy. You know, you're the guy in the audience who's just recycling jokes from Mike Nelson. You can't just do that. That's just wrong. So I just wanted to, like, you know, see it and just, like, experience it and see what they're going to do, right? So, uh... Alex actually was uh, sitting next to a group of people and, uh... He, his jokes were really making him laugh. They, they were doing a really good job. This lasted up until the part where Edward is sort of shunning Bella. And uh, he says, sorry, there's no room on this bus. And I said out loud for everyone to hear, that's what they told Rosa Parks. 
Uh, <laughs> and uh, then they didn't speak to him for the rest of the movie. So. <laughs> <laughs> you really fucked it up for him. <laughs> yeah. I fucked up everyone's vibes. So, how does this movie begin? Uh, there's a character named Bella. And, you know, you really just shouldn't name a female character Bella if she's pretty. Like, I understand it's, like, Italian for beautiful or something, but everyone just thinks of Bella Abzug. And you're like, you know, maybe just don't name your character that, because it's also a very stupid name. Although it did lead to one of my favorite actual jokes of the movie. It's like, oh, is she Italian? Her name's Bella. (laughs) 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 This is weird, because this movie does have some actual jokes in it. You know, and, like, some of the jokes in the movie are, like, actually really good and you're kind of like curious as to how they pulled this off anyway uh bella moves to a new school in forks <laughs> so apparently uh apparently she wanted to name the book forks but uh but the publisher was just like look he just call it anything else and she was like i don't know twilight and they're like fine whatever and it just became like a massive billion dollar hit so well she does have good creative instincts so that makes sense yeah that's yeah well uh forks she goes there and uh she's in the school it's one of these really weird scenes she's going to a public school right like no uniforms required i want to make that very clear public school anyone can go here it's for the poors i know i was one and she's walking in on her first day and she's got a really shitty truck I, I have nothing fun. for that. It's just there's something in the movie, I guess. And, uh, oh, yeah, I guess before this, we do see uh, Jacob, played by... Um, Taylor Lautner. There Taylor we go. Lautner. Taylor. The craziest part is, like, you weren't even drunk at this point, but you just can't be old. He's so fucking hot. Yeah, dude, when he came on screen, I was, I, I think I, everyone was, there was a lot of girls going, woo, and I said, God, I gotta clean up already. Uh, Were you prepared so, for him to have that hair? Because I was I was not, not prepared, no, dude. Because so, I know what Taylor Lauder looks like, and it ain't like that. Also, it was actually a lot funnier, uh, it was like his dad is in the movie, I didn't know he came from a family of Native Americans, so the whole time his dad was on screen, I was just like, Hank, have you seen Nancy and Joseph? <laughs> <laughs> Jacob, go to school. <laughs> Gee, Bobby. I really want to fuck Bella, but she's dating Edward. It's not fair. <laughs> Rest in peace, Brittany Murphy. I can't do the voice as well as she can, but. <laughs> That's the first time I've ever attempted uh, Joseph Gribble, so. It was beautiful. <laughs> Yeah, I love the scene where uh, Bella's trying to talk to her dad. He's busy getting a massage from John Redcorn. <laughs> With that mustache, I believe it. So, uh, she goes to school, which, by the way, I don't think Taylor Lautner goes to that school. Or Jacob goes Absolutely to that school. Absolutely not. Yeah, he can't, because he's always a different thing. Whatever. He goes on yeah. reservation. Oh. That's not a joke, is what he says. Oh. <laughs> That wasn't me being uh, yeah. me. <laughs> uh, no, I, I believed you, but I also, you know, yeah. Anyway, uh, now uh, she she's walking into school. Before she enters the building, she is fucking accosted by uh, a, this Asian guy with the hair. And it's like, he looks like one of the fucking Beatles. And you know, immediately like, oh, okay, 2008. Got it. Right. Perfect. Yeah, I know exactly. exactly where we are. Immediate. Yeah. And he's wearing a tie. Now, I want to make something clear. One, the tie is the same color as his shirt, which uh, he's probably got some bodies buried somewhere. And two... You don't wear a tie to public school. It just, you don't fucking do that. Oh, you did right? back then, buddy. You wore a tie and a trilby. Yeah, oh, well, in that, <laughs> except for you. <laughs> Man. 
this yeah. scene. His face appears center frame like fucking Pazuzu when he spots this poor girl as she's just his stumbling around. There and his body appears later. <laughs> his body just folds down. <laughs> and he tells you, hey, it's me. I don't know. Kingo from the from the school newspaper. I'm the eyes and ears of this school. And she's just like, uh, okay. Fine. And he's like, and he says, you're the new hotness around here, baby doll. And she's like, yeah, uh, where's the uh, first period? I hope it's not with you. And uh, I don't know. What are they doing? They do some bullshit. They go to lunch, right? And she's sitting with her new friends, Anna Kendrick. Okay. And, In what uh, world? Is she not just saying, like, hey, yeah. can I sit with you? And Anna Kendrick just reaching over and sliding her tray off the table. Like, <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, weirdo. <laughs> so this is the weird thing about, the, well, one of the many weird things about it, is Anna Kendrick is apparently the school gossip. And she says, this is this guy. He's like the king of the school or something like that. Maybe it's because I went to like a small school, but we didn't have enough cool people to go around. So we're just like, <laughs> this guy is like, oh, he does this. And does all this other stuff. It's like, don't you guys talk about like, popular songs and television shows and such like i didn't know people were like oh this is the school status going around like the school looks so big they look like they got stairs in that school i didn't even oh, have stairs you. in my school good oh i did oh thank yeah, you so much and i think you for telling me yes i've also seen mean girls thank you this yeah. is so awesome i love you this. Went to the same school as bo nickel i went to the same school as yeah Heinbach. the same school as yeah. kyler murray ask my dad he'll tell you about it oh right a I, lot He'll tell you a lot. Yeah. Don't ask about how that weekend of playoff games was. Yeah. was anyway. Uh, so then the Cullens walk in and everything changes and people start cheering. It's like the fucking football team coming through the fucking Except the it's like tunnel the football at homecoming. Team, it's like if the football team was made up entirely of kickers. Because <laughs> they're all just walking in and hang on, I gotta take off my hoodie for this. Just First of all, they're walking like... <sighs> like that, you know? Like, all the guys are fucking... Oh, crap dog. Uh, all the guys are just walking like, mm, hold the door for me, Patrice. And uh, they, they've all got so much product in their hair that, like, if someone lights a match, the whole school is going up like Columbine. <laughs> Oh, they cool. all sit by nice Why didn't Kingo stop Columbine? <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. So anyway, no one in the theater liked my Columbine joke. So anyway, I, uh, <laughs> they're all sitting by themselves at the vampire. T- I mean, the table for normal people who look regular. And uh, they're all out in daylight. There's sun streaming in from the window. It's like now I have yeah. to admit, like that's something that like a lot of people have talked about, and I kind of don't want to repeat jokes for everyone, but it did kind of get to me where it's just like. So the vampires just go out in broad daylight and they can just live? But fine, whatever. Vampires are fake. Who gives a shit? It's okay, right? But then you see later in the movie, if they go out in sunlight, they sparkle. It's just like, well, why aren't they sparkling there? I think the craziest thing isn't just the other oh, out in daylight. It's that they don't do a single thing that's ever been in vampire mythos ever. There's oh, no yeah, there's that, yeah. to be vampires. <laughs> I mean, they have reflections. <laughs> they don't turn into bats. They, they don't do, have they to are somehow. Humans. They're somehow less of a vampire than the vampire dog for the Norm MacDonald movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, uh, just a generic thing to talk about this movie. It's one of those where, I mean, you're the same way as me. You hadn't seen it until recently. But you know, like, why is this movie so weird and fucking blue? Like, you just know that. Yeah. But even as you're watching it, my eyes could never adjust to how washed out and blue 
and the millions of Dutch angles every other Oh, yeah, scene. there was a lot of... At one point during the movie, I literally went like this. Like, I couldn't <laughs> help it, because, like, the whole fucking thing, it felt like Battlefield Earth. And so, you're drinking, so you're, like, already yeah. disoriented. And it's yeah, just by this... Oh, I, just, I should also say, this movie was also Champagne Cinema, so everyone got a free glass of bubbly. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, Take me with you. Very, very strange. Uh, just... I think I know the reason for the blues and like the washout colors. I think they're doing it's like oh it's Seattle it's Washington, so they only have a limited amount of sunlight per uh, day. And I'm thinking oh wait that's actually Alaska. And also so. uh, the ring made a lot of money, so we're just gonna oh, do that. Yeah, that's also that. So I, I no. think they're just saying yeah it's just really cloudy. I'm like okay so set that fucking thing in Britain. That way Robert Pattinson doesn't have to do an accent. Oh, hear Kristen Stewart's accent. Yeah. <laughs> so just to get back to the colons the fact that yeah. they're just so casual like yeah they're also hot and popular yeah this a uh, doctor adopts all of them so they just establish it's a well-known thing in the whole city like oh yeah the colons those are all those cool adopted siblings who fuck each other <laughs> like, what the fuck is this because they're all yeah. coupled off except edward like they come in yeah, in pairs yeah. clearly banging each other like oh yeah they're all the colons like wait yeah so uh Okay, cool. So there are a lot of woos in the odds. That's the thing about the makeup of the odds. I guess I should tell you that now. Is the audience was almost exclusively women. There was one wow. guy there that I saw in the entire theater besides me, Josh, and Alex. And uh, he was pretty clearly dragged along as well. So, the, I mean, it's not really that surprising. I mean, like, women watch Twilight, of course. They like it more than men. It's, it's specifically made for women. And that's a very, dis- it, that's a defensible thing. Like, I, I don't really have a problem. I don't even have a problem with this being, like, kind of a ridiculous fantasy. Because look at every movie ever made. They're ridiculous guy fantasies. It's, it's okay to, for women to have one, you know? Like, I'm not making fun of them for that. What I will make fun of is the movie itself for being what it is. That being said, the audience told no jokes the entire movie. This was the Chris, Josh, and Alex show. I am not exaggerating <laughs> in the slightest. Uh, I, I want to say something about Josh. Josh's jokes were funny the entire movie, but his biggest bangers the entire movie were every five minutes, he would just belch, Bella. <laughs> it, it killed me every fucking time, dude. I love my sweet, special dog brain boy. I would, like, look at him, open my mouth and say a joke, and he would be with Bella. <laughs> this is a, where I noticed that every single person's shoulders Bella. are just up to their fucking ears in every scene. This is a fucking cold. are so hot. And they're so tense. And it stresses me oh, yeah. out so bad. It makes me so anxious. And then... Oh, so the science class, Christopher. <laughs> we have to talk about this. Okay, so Edward Cullen, right? The vampire played by Robert Pattinson, who, by the way, doing American accent, does a great job. I'm just going to say that. Um, he's staring at Bella, played by Kristen Stewart, right off the bat. And he, when I say staring, I mean the whole... He looks like in <laughs> Big Trouble in Little China right before he gets big and explodes. Like, he's just staring and going like... <laughs> he, he, he's, he's really got the sort of thing where it's like the guy across from you on the subway who looks like he's going to kill you. <laughs> it looks like a guy who is... If he coughs, he's going to shit his pants. Like, he is holding... He is tensed every single muscle in his body. He's like, oh my god, don't shit, don't shit, don't shit, don't shit, don't fucking shit. So, like, it, and he kind of... An inch away from her, just 
staring at her. See, this is kind of one of the weird things for me because it's getting into the female uh, fantasy of, and it feels weird to say that uh, as, a, as a guy, but like I had a sister and she sort of walked me through some of the stuff. The female fantasy of he only has eyes for me, that he thinks I'm the prettiest girl in school, even though I'm, I'm kind of plain and, you know, normal looking, I don't dress really slutty and I look like a dog and all this other stuff. Like, it's, <laughs> it's kind of, <laughs> he's, he's just like, he only has eyes for me and I'm prettier than the cheerleader that sort of thing and there's like all there's definitely a guy reflection of that it's just like oh the girl doesn't want to go out with the quarterback she wants to go out with me because i'm the respected loner you know or or that sort of thing right she thinks i'm badass or, or whatever and it's not sophisticated it's not like he wants to like her for her personality or because she's book smart or because she's interesting or unique he thinks she's pretty he he she makes his hose jump what can you say and we know this because we get to science class and this is like even all the women in the audience who all very clearly enjoyed this movie up until they heard me josh and alex speak they were they were laughing really really hard just at the beginning of this like as soon as you walk in he's sitting at the table and he's looking at her i don't know if i can recreate it because i'm not as good of an actor as robert pattinson or as pretty or as good at anything or as rich and he just goes like <laughs> and surreal oh, i can't believe i just sit in this class for a hundred years and a <laughs> Who fucking farted? Now, what is, yeah. what is now, that? This is, now, this is a visual joke, and people can't see the face I made, but internally, Robert Pattinson's brain looks like it's going like this. <laughs> <laughs> this man and, has been alive for a hundred years. Two hundred. Sits two feet away from a high schooler, and is just on the verge <laughs> of having a fucking manic episode and ripping her limbs off. And meanwhile, Kristen Stewart's face is the entire time is uh, teacher, can you just fucking look this way, please? As he's just over there gripping the desk, like, yeah. Oh, like he is looking at her the way you would in a movie where someone wishes, like, oh, I wish the popular boy would notice me, and it'd be a fucking monkey's paw wish where he just stares at you unblinking for hours at a time. He's just drooling down her throat the entire time, you know. I'm surprised, anyway. like, he's not just slamming the fucking table up and down, going, "Oh yeah." <laughs> Anyway, she thinks it's understandably weird, and he gets up and leaves, and it, it really does feel like the whole ha- having to hide your boater sort of walk, you know? <laughs> he has to come so fucking bad that he storms out of class and tries to transfer to a different class. <laughs> he tries really hard, and then he sees her, he's like, I guess I'll just have to grin and bear it. And I'm like, oh, you'll be bearing something, dude. <laughs> he's so pissed he's to fucking grin and bear it! And storms out, like, shoulder checks her on the way yeah. out. <laughs> it's intense. He's, he and she's just like, yeah, there. I'm here to complain about the weird vampire boy in my class who's sitting next to me and uh, was actually beaten off underneath the table. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, he's not in class for the next few days, and she's like, what happened to that weird boy? Instead of being like, God, I do not understand trigonometry. Anyway, uh... Then he comes back, and he's like, well, maybe I can make a better first impression this time. And uh, she's like, hello, my name is Bella. And he says, hi, my name is... How could she see me? (laughs) So he just looks at me, he's like, please sit on my face. They walk out of the building. Anya's turn nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> he tries to play it cool. So the good hard. thing Alex isn't here right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is 
is actually incredible acting, because in his eyes you just see a man who is desperate to either fuck and or kill or both yeah. <laughs> someone inches away from her trying to be like, so, have you been coming to school often? I don't recognize... <laughs> This is the way that I imagined fucking, like, I don't know, Ed Gein sounded. <laughs> he's, he's trying to make... Oh, like, your name's stuff. Bella, right? Can, can you help me put the sofa in my van? I have a cast on my arm. I can't fucking lift it. Like, she she puts her hand out on her pencil. He's like, that would make a wonderful lampshade. <laughs> are you are you a size 14? Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm gonna fucking look up the plot real quick because uh, I forgot what happens after this because I was laughing so hard. Like seriously, like my jaw was on the floor. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. One of the funniest movie scenes yeah. in the last twenty years. So after after a week away, he starts like actually you know talking to her, and uh, then oh yeah, then she's like out in the school parking lot. This is another famous scene or infamous, depending, I guess. And uh, some guy's car. I swerves because there's like another car backing out. He swerves to miss it, and then the guy decides I don't really value my future. He just floors it, and he almost hits her. And Edward, you know, he does the speedy run over there and stops the car by pressing into it. And she's just like, "Whoa!" And uh, I, I thought it was really funny because after the scene, uh, a he's gaslighting her, like blatantly gaslighting her. It's and so I actually, good, dude. I, I, we actually heard. We actually heard boos from the group to our left. They're actually going, oh, come on, you know? Also, this is, this led to a funny moment where I think the group uh, to our left of us said that he was gatekeeping her. <laughs> and and Josh, Josh was the one who said, actually, it's uh, gaslighting, not gatekeeping. Of course he did. And, I love and, and so. Alex, Alex just turned to her and said... They're just like that. <laughs> it reminds me of the time, though, at uh, Draftsmith 2, where, uh, where fucking, what is this, that Cam said uh, someone was gaslighting him, and Josh was like, hey, man, I'm right here. <laughs> <laughs> I love our special boy so He's so fucking good, dude. Anyway, uh, so the van almost hits her, and the guy who gets out of the van, who, by the way, is black, and her sheriff dad says, I'll deal with you later. I'm just like, oh, I bet you fucking will. Keep a fucking eye out on this guy. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, uh, that guy, he said, I'm sorry, I panicked. I didn't know what to do. I was like, take your fucking foot off the gas. (laughs) This whole scene is going to be like, oh, my God, Bell, I'm so sorry. She could have been fucking dead. I'm going to have your fucking license revoked. (laughs) By the anyway, way, uh, yeah. he will be your favorite character in this whole series because he does—he doesn't get clued into like the very end. So every movie, he gets progressively crazier and crazier, and werewolves are involved. And he's just like, "Bella, where are you running to all the time, man? We never get to talk anymore." <laughs> he's just yeah. a dad with a shitty mustache trying to understand why his teenage daughter won't stay home on weekends and go to the diner with him. Which that's another one where it's meant to appeal directly to like a teenager. I was like, my dad doesn't understand me i just want to get porked so anyway <laughs> just yeah. need to get ringed out by a vampire <laughs> I, I just want the <laughs> just want the vainiest runtime i can find and <laughs> yeah, we're gonna milk that one aren't we speaking uh, of milking so, uh, 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 she goes to the beach i'm like oh okay the beach i didn't know they had beaches oh this looks like the worst beach of the world <laughs> They go there, they all have to wear, like, their skiing things. Everyone's like, God, it's so fucking cold. I'm like, yeah, what if you just go to someone's house? (laughs) 
Does anyone have an Xbox? I'm yeah. Then my first thought was just like, you know, this is why I stay home and watch movies. I'm not gonna go fucking. What am I gonna get my feet in the water? You guys are all wearing like skin tight swim outfits and everything. And the one girl's titties are just. Uh, anyway, so like Jacob comes to give over. myself pneumonia with my dumbass yeah. <laughs> high school friends in a beach in, like, in Washington. Yeah. So thanks, Jacob no goes over with his fucking uh, hair just cool. hanging over him. He's just like, uh, so did you ever hear of the legend of the vampires, the werewolves? And Bell's just like, no, what is that? <laughs> Such a great info dump for him to be like. Hey, you might remember from the start of the movie. Did you know that uh, vampires and werewolves fight each other here, and that my tribe is actually? Where are you going, babe? I yeah, love you. So this is great because I like these flashback scenes the way they're filmed. They don't use the sepia tone like they will in a later part of this movie. But it really is filmed. Like you see like these grizzled prospectors like holding up a ye oldie timey lantern like this. And it's just <laughs> like, yeah, you know, back at this era there are a lot of uh, problems between two <laughs> rival clans. <laughs> one clan was in favor of, uh, you know, vampires. The other one was uh, something different I can't tell you about. Uh, Grandpa, Grandpa, you can stop the... Thank you. All right. So anyway, uh, <laughs> and he, big I, fan he of says, like, everyone a, in the old timey flashback looking yeah. like the bounty show they watch on Cowboy Bebop. One million bounty for a werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> the girl comes in wow <laughs> how could they kick him out in the broad daylight sounds like a hairy catch to me <laughs> anyway <laughs> I'm sorry so, to steamroll you but I had to get it out of my no, brain that was a good one I'm gonna, I'm gonna mute myself use yours okay so it's a it's a feud of the Cullens versus the I think what's the name of the family it looks like it's the Quaaludes or oh, something I'll be goddamn and, if I pronounce that yeah uh, it looks vaguely French so uh, he's, he's like, hey, oh, yeah. We'll get there, buddy. Don't worry. Turns out we got a blood feud against them dark cones. Ain't allowed on the reservation. <laughs> and uh, she's That's just like. if they want to go. Yeah. You guys like, can't come here. Okay, I'll go back to my mansion. She's a doctor who's been alive for like centuries. Like, oh, no. Where else will I buy American spirits now? Can you... Can you imagine can't putting a no girls allowed sign on your reservation? <laughs> no vampires, no broads, no fake gamers. No, no problems. <laughs> so th- this is like one of the problems with the fact that this movie was made in 2008. This would be so much better if it was made in 1998 because then she would go to the library and look up microfiche, but instead she just uses the internet. This oh, is one man. of the scenes that made me laugh uncontrollably for the stupidest reason. <laughs> Uh, one of the first things she it's like first of all it does like show like the ye oldy timey drawings of all the vampires and stuff they remind me of what we do in the shadows right and um sorry uh the first one is labeled as like a scary drawing of a vampire head you're like oh okay and it's labeled the oppressive one nicknamed a cold one and my first thought was like <laughs> <laughs> And then it's then the next one after is like trying to drain the immortal drink, and it was like, yeah, a cold one. <laughs> the mountains are blue. <laughs> Thou knoweth what that means. <laughs> hey, it's uh, not the only silver bull that can kill a werewolf. Yeah, I'm sizzling. <laughs> yeah, the, the demons were later said to have uh, conversed about human blood, describing it as having a great taste. Versus being less fulfilling. <laughs> <laughs> Only 90 calories. <laughs> it's the champagne of blood. 
just wondering how to work in that one with a, like the old wizard is like, you want a dark beer? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that reminds me. Michelle brought over one of those. She's like, yeah, my friend gave this to me. You like dark beers? I'm like, I could. I don't see if I could try this. And it's like this old like. It has like one of the corks with like the, the like the screw on top. You have to like undo oh it, like pop it out like that. You know what it says on the side of it? Trader Joe's dark beer. <laughs> <laughs> wow, thanks for the gallon of mead, my lady. <laughs> fucking idiot hit the bricks. <laughs> fucking thank you. Anyway, she she's like, wow, he really does seem like a vampire. And she just does this like really quickly. I, this is one of the things I remember in the book. It was like kind of more gradual. And she just does it one of those like shot together really quickly sort of scenes. Kind of like the ending of Saw, the way it's cut. <laughs> and he's Which again, like yeah. they have absolutely none of the characteristics of vampires. So she looks up vampires and is like, damn. This dude's immortal. <laughs> what are you talking about? I have no. I guess it's the speed and the strength thing is really what does it for her, and the fact that he doesn't eat anything. I was like, oh, okay, that's what vampires do. They don't eat anything. Uh, yeah, plenty of girls in high school didn't fucking eat anything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Actually, they may have been vampires too. Anyway, so uh, they go <gasps> out right. to the woods behind their school, and uh, this scene to yeah. not smoke weed. Okay, yeah. what yeah. a movie. Anyway, uh, she's like, I, I was doing some research on you. She's talking like Elliot Page. And he's like, <laughs> oh, And uh, he's just like, so, you know what I am then. So, say it. Go on. Say I'm it! Gonna, and, uh, say it. <laughs> and she's like, you're vampire and he's like ah a demon yes he's like doing all these weird jumps and poses around with like the rocks and the branches and stuff like that there's one where he's literally up on a branch like this he's just like yes and i'm just like what the fuck was robert told to do in this scene uh sorry bella i was in full goblin mode yesterday it's really embarrassing (laughs) oh he'll be having you he'll be having that This is this is the one where like Josh was getting ready. He had it like fully cocked and loaded. Uh, his patented, ew! But they didn't <laughs> fuck. He was like so ready for that to happen. She laid down in the grass, and I was like, no, they're not going to have sex in this movie. He's like, I don't know. She's laying down. It's like I know they don't do it until trust later. me. And we'll uh, get there. <laughs> yeah, I know we will. And he lays down next to her, and uh, I was I was just like. Well, this is how lots of people had sex in high school. He's like, oh, in that case, I had lots of sex in high school. <laughs> By myself. <laughs> Same. So, uh, yeah, they just kind of lay there. He's like, I want to show you what I look like. In the- Now he's talking like L.A. Pitch. And he's just sort of like, I want to show you what I look like in the daylight. And he, and he stands there, and the daylight hits him, and he starts sparkling. And I have to admit, like, yeah, it's kind of a silly, cheesy scene, and I don't really know why it's in there. But, like, she says, it's like diamonds. And I was like, that would be sexist for me to be like, yeah, girls like diamonds. Female fantasy sort of thing. But it, but also. Yeah. It's also, I think Stephanie Byers actually said that. So <laughs> It's one of those things where it's the most overplayed joke in history. And then you see yeah. it and you're like. Nah, they were right. <laughs> they were yeah, right that's to the do thing. it. It's like, right that's the thing. It's like, it's okay to make that joke. Because, like, if we were the first time seeing it, we would have done an entire hour on it. You know, yeah, it would have been like the thing we, we would talk about for a while, for like 
every we would have skipped all of our recently watched. <laughs> we we, we would for it. every every other vampire movie we'd ever talk about, we'd be like, did they sparkle? But like society's already beaten us to it, so we have to find new jokes. That's what makes this podcast better than every other podcast ever made. Uh, Parker Sword's not mine. So he's just so anyways, there they start running. <laughs> <laughs> we were almost at the scene where she he carries her like Yoda up the mountain. Oh god, this scene. All right, wait. Is this is this actually it? Let me think about this because um, uh, they have like, a couple he, yeah. scenes like that. Yeah, he also says that they only eat animal blood. Uh, and also, which, we uh, finally started interspersing the villains of the movie like forty five minutes in. Oh like, wait a minute, this I is only this have is, bad guys. Yeah, I think this is a scene where, like, they go to um, his house, which is, like, this mansion in the middle of the woods. And uh, she's like, I was kind of expecting, like, some dungeons or something. And I was like, I think that would be a cooler movie. And, he, and she goes there and looks at his bed, and she says, no bed? And he says, I don't sleep. And Josh and I are like, is the movie gaslighting us? Because that's a fucking bed. He just has a <laughs> lot of books on it. <laughs> this is also the worst part of the movie because this is where Alex beat me to a joke. He has like a, a vinyl record player and, and he's going to put on a song and Josh teases up. He's like, oh, what, well, I can only imagine what song they're going to play. And I open my mouth to say Ram Ranch and Alex beats me by saying, they did the mash. <laughs> <laughs> Very proud that neither of you said Dracula. <laughs> yeah. And, and Josh is just like, 18 naked cowboys doing the graveyard smash. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what she's listening to? She's just listening to like Claude Debussy. And it's just like, where the fuck are you having this? <laughs> when Hank Hill listens to Bobby's fart. <laughs> <laughs> He's just looking at her <laughs> the entire time. I, this is uh, one of my favorite songs. I've been, uh, you know, I've just been listening to it my entire life. It was uh, came out before you were born. It goes like this. <laughs> I picked it up in the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> well, well, uh, they have. That's one of the things. Is like actually, Alex pointed out. I was like, they only have one curtain the entire house. It's not on a window. <laughs> <laughs> So he, uh, the, they just jump out an open window, which, by the way, I guess he doesn't mind, like, bugs getting in there. Uh, maybe he has his own Renfield. I don't know. Maybe she's his <laughs> Renfield. I haven't seen the other movies. I don't know. And he's like, you want to see what I like to do for fun? You better hold on, spider monkey. And he picks her up on his back, again, like Yoda. <laughs> and he starts speed walking. And this is the point of the movie where I really have to talk about the biggest flaw of the movie, is the special effects are so fucking terrible. <laughs> I have been waiting months to ask you this question. How do you feel about that every single vampire running looks like Linkara running? It's <laughs> 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 just right towards the kid. The fucking fedora on dress doctor. We gotta bring back the fucking chip. <laughs> oh my god, and now I'm thinking of the fucking the little Shrek running through the dog park. Well, do you know what I am? <laughs> that looks better than this movie, dude. Now I'm thinking about Linkara running through the dog thing. <laughs> Say it then. <laughs> a demon. <laughs> Why are you doing Cleveland from Family Guy? Anyway, oh buddy, I'm signing some Linkara videos. I I know what he talks like. Anyway, um, well I guess we might as well get to the 
Oh, oh yeah, this is also when he drives her to his house. He does the speed walk over to her door to open it up. And I'm just like, <laughs> why the fuck would you put that in this movie? It makes it look so much shittier. <laughs> now, while all My this lady. is going on, while all this is going on, I'm going to get to one of the actual jokes that the movie does really well. I have to stand up for this. Uh, the uh, They go to, I, I guess it's just the diner from Twin Peaks. And um, the, her dad, Sheriff Dad is uh, investigating a murder. Apparently, some of the vampires, or maybe they were werewolves or something, were very naughty, and they killed a human being, which you're not supposed to do. And uh, dun, dun, dun. and he's and he's just like, oh, we're investigating. And all the people who are like really fucking wizened are looking at him like, yeah, we hope you find whoever did it. And in the background of the scene where you're just like, huh, I wonder who did that. Was it the vampires? Was it the werewolves? What's going on? In the background, there's a window, and one of her friends from school is up there just doing like this the entire time. <laughs> now, this is like one of my favorite parts of the entire movie. Just, just this guy shaking his ass against the window because Alex had to use the bathroom during the scene. So Josh and I saw it. We were laughing so hard we couldn't breathe. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I, I leaned over and told him I didn't know you. I, I bet you didn't know I had a cameo in this movie. <laughs> Stunt this ass. great because big fan of their waitress. It was a cool bar. Is here. I hope she's doing well. <laughs> By the way, I finished you hockey show. Hell yeah, King. How did you like that rushed ending? <laughs> I've oh, goodbye, you folks. A, you can't call it a rushed ending when it's a hundred twelve fucking episodes. I was just like, well, oh, thank God this is over. One arc is a little longer than the rest of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kind of like some run times. Anyway, uh, oh. so she... Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> oh my god. So now Watch we have that to run get... time. Yeah. It's, it's like voting for better work, dude. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. We have to talk about the best scene in the movie. We have to talk about the baseball scene. Uh, she's like, I'm going to go play baseball with this boy from school while her dad is cleaning a shotgun. And he's like, <laughs> all right, let him in. And I was just like, oh, Fuck yeah, I love Sheriff Dad. And uh, unfortunately, he doesn't shoot the kids, so um, C-minus movie. And uh, he's like, I'm going to take her out to play baseball. And she's like, yes, Dad, I'm going to go with him to play baseball. He's like, okay, have fun, weirdo. And uh, they go out there, and she's like, so how long have you been into baseball? And he puts a ye oldie timey baseball hat on. It's like the Conan O'Brien sketch where he plays 1800s baseball. <laughs> I was really expecting her to like, oh, actually, you have to sit with the wives over here. You're not allowed in the game. <laughs> and, or uh, your husband. Oh, he died of consumption. <laughs> and like one of the vampire girls is like, uh, sorry, you don't have any power, so you get to be a scorekeeper or umpire or something or whatever. And she's like, yeah, just oh, call cool, him as you I'm see. going home. Thanks. So it was, yeah, it's just, uh, just call him as you see him. And the first thing I thought of was Naked Gun. <laughs> Steer! <laughs> Jumping up, doing the splits. <laughs> this scene is. I now I knew about baseball, but like as soon as you hear the opening guitar riff, I'm like, what? <laughs> and the fucking special the effects. Thing. The first time they hit the ball, and you hear a thunder clap, and she's like, "Wow, now I know why you guys have to play when there's thunder out because they hit the ball so hard." <laughs> <laughs> the fact that it's played so earnestly. Makes it one of the funniest all-time scenes. <laughs> now, you say played earnestly, and yet I see the scene where fucking Edward and... 
other vampire jump to go get a fly ball they instead collide into each other like Dunn and Margera when they're doing the flying nut high five <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine if Edward Cullen talked like Bam Margera did <laughs> we'll never finish this episode <laughs> imagine fucking talk like okay what am I <laughs> They're referencing Jackass again. <laughs> Never ending. <laughs> so yeah, they're having fun playing ye olde timey baseball, and they're just then big poppy comes up. <laughs> yes, our fucking city. Yeah, <laughs> fucking mashes one out into the woods. Yeah. Just a kid. Anyway, vampire so, uh, war breaking out because one yeah. of them does a bat flip and walks across the pitcher's mount. <laughs> Unwritten vampire lore. Yeah. <laughs> then the werewolves come. And, and by this point, I can't even breathe. There's three werewolves who say, hey, can we play too? And the vampires are just like, oh, by the way, the werewolves introduce who they are. And they, are they and then other they vampires? Oh, are they other vampires? I thought they were werewolves. Oh, buddy, oh. you'll see what werewolves look like. Oh, well, I'm a fucking idiot. Very so, soon. Oh, so it's a different group. Oh, my God. I thought they were... Oh, this whole <laughs> time. they're vampires. Wow. Oh, I don't know. These, fucking... This whole time, these I, that's couple how, of hours. Oh, my God. It's That's right. That was in the book, too. Oh. I can't believe you just gaslit me. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I'm, I didn't mean to gatekeep that for me. Okay, so anyway. This scene, uh, like, yeah. you're watching the funniest scene in history, which is the baseball scene. Yeah. And then the way they walk into frame, all side by side, with the camera tilted, trying to walk like they're down a runway, like the yeah. coolest people in the world. One of them looking exactly like Christian Cage. Yeah. Is incredibly good. <laughs> the dude with the dreads, like, introducing who he is and his two friends, and Edward Cullen said, we are the Cullens. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, I guess uh, just too many in there. Just take my word on it. Uh, there was a story <laughs> of a man named Brady and etc. So, uh, and they're like, from a fucking family. Yeah, I was like, yeah, like oh, I didn't know you brought a snack. And then every vampire on the pitch goes. <laughs> the way they all get in close together. In they frame, literally do all this. crouch down and hiss. Like the they, fucking jets are and the sharks are yeah. about to rumble. <laughs> they Incredible. seriously, they, they all pose like Vincent Price. <laughs> <laughs> pose like from the thriller video. <laughs> like you're about to turn around and all have cat eyes. <laughs> they, they, they look like they're doing the pose like how Shaggy walks where he's like this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, never mind. That's a Chad pose. They're all doing the Chad pose. <laughs> Ouch! <laughs> anyway, uh, baseball game's over. The movie takes a downward turn from here. Yeah, uh, no kidding. Anyway, they're just like, yeah, don't ever tell anyone that we're vampires. That could ruin everything. And she's just like, I don't think I could do that without you guys killing me. So, uh... <laughs> that seems crazy. Because they have this big confrontation. They just cut to Edward in the car. He's like, so I was saying, we're going to have to rip them apart and burn the pieces. I'm like, fucking what? Yeah. <laughs> they just go to the next scene. Yeah, they just get in the car. And her dad's like, hey, come on, man. What's going on, man? And she's like, you wouldn't understand, Dad. I have to go. I love him. And they get in the back. And while they're driving away on the pickup truck, he, uh, she's driving, right? And Edward Cullen is just Edward. 
played by Robert Pattinson. His head is just appears in the window, and he's just side sketching alongside her. <laughs> he's, just, he's just like, "All right, excuse me, can I drive?" And uh, she, <laughs> and she's like, "Oh, okay." And she gets over there, and then one of the vampires jumps on the back. He's still got on the baseball cap, but it's turned sideways. It really looks like Limp Biscuit. <laughs> it's like Ash Ketchum ready to catch a Pokemon. <laughs> you know, he's serious. And they're just going. <laughs> Oh yeah, I just might as well play some fucking are... wolf mother. Jesus yeah. Christ! Really... <laughs> oh, they should play some crocus. All right, so uh, <laughs> yeah, so what was it here? There, hunting, sport, she's hiding. Oh yeah, oh yeah, the, the big bad... climax. Yeah, there's that a very serviceable naughty... yeah. in a yeah. CW show, not yeah. a hundred million dollar yeah. movie. There's a very naughty vampire. He's one of the the nomadic vampires, according to Wikipedia. And uh, he says he's kidnapped her mother, but turns out he hasn't. He just has some of her old VHS tapes where she says, Mom, (laughs) I suck at ballet. And the mom's like, yes, I mean, no, you don't. You are very good. You are my real daughter, not an actress. Uh, Nod politely. And... It's then it does like some sepia tone flashbacks of how Dr. Cullen turned all his patients into vampires. And this is what made Alex laugh the hardest at this. It's uh, a real Dr. Satan esque flashback. Here. It really is. Well, you know what, Alex, if you like this, you're really gonna like Dr. Peepo in the genetic opera. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you did that too. That's right, yeah, he's not gonna watch that for three years. Anyway, uh yeah, then the whole scene is like lit like a, a music video with Devin Sala. Like, it just looks so it does look like the stand video doesn't it like the whole fucking thing dude it's it's incredible the whole time it got major idle hands vibes uh <laughs> just not yeah. a compliment sometimes yeah yeah not in this case if they were in the if they were in the basement from idle hands then like oh my god oh, take us back so god can you imagine like the wood panel walls and anyway uh yeah so He's uh, what is he hurt or something? I guess he bites her arm or something, and venom gets in her veins. And then Edward Cullen comes by and beats him up, and uh, there's a fire that started. And then like the the other vampires are trying to put out the fire by like throwing wood on the fire. I'm like that doesn't work. <laughs> Try well, that one before. They have this whole absolute dog shit fight that would be bad on an episode of Supergirl. And then they're like, okay, you take care of, Be- here, take care of Bella. And then they just go and decapitate him in the background. Yeah, they're just like, oh, by the way, this is PG-13. <laughs> the sister's like, you take care of her, we'll finish him. And she just jumps on him and rips his head off. Oh, yeah, she just jumps on him like a fucking, like an imp. <laughs> she also went full goblin mode. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be having that. We'll be having that in it. They're just having this big dramatic scene like they're professing love for each other. And in the background, a vampire is being burned in effigy. <laughs> this so, is so uh, fucking funny. This also led to one of my favorite scenes in the movie, which after everyone laughed at, because it's the scene of uh, of Edward sucking on her arm. And, he, and he's still like, bro, bro. Uh, he's, he actually makes like the I don't know how to pronounce it the ahego face and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, you got, hey Edward stop Edward you stop he's fucking going they, just, they tear his face away and you hear this <laughs> <laughs> oh senpai oh god don't uh, let mom and dad find out oh uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll go back. <laughs> I'll go back for a second. 
<laughs> anyway, she wakes up in the hospital, uh, decapitated and very tired. Uh, no, she's, uh, what is that? Oh, yeah, you broke your leg and you fell down some stairs, and all I could think about is <laughs> leave her to heaven when she just falls down the stairs like. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else was laughing at the scene where she falls down the stairs. I felt kind of bad. What if she had been pregnant? All right, so uh, then he ultimately takes her to prom, where she wears a $20 dress, and also... Oh my god, the scene is in She, she wears Ben, Roethlisberger, ben Roethlisberger's walking boot. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, hey, hey, Ben, <laughs> don't you miss me? So, uh, yeah... She, so she gets to the fucking prom, and uh, she's like, I'm just going to wait out here for no particular reason. And Edward's like, okay, and he just goes over there. Then Jacob comes out of the woods wearing a bow tie. <laughs> he, he emerges like a squash, like, hey, I'm not going to see me for 80 minutes. Uh, my dad wants you to break up with your weird boyfriend. So this is the weirdest part of the movie. It's like, I, and I, I do feel it's important to talk about this. Society is really unfairly maligned Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson. Uh, just because they were in like a bad movie and it's like oh they were so cheesy in that movie it's like no they're both really talented actors they deserve a lot of credit they're just not good in this they're, you can't do anything with these characters it's kind of like uh, the Star Wars prequels uh, Natalie Portman's a great actress and I mean despite his appearance in Little Italy the the guy who played oh. Anakin in those movies uh, Hayden Christensen I think he's a really good actor and I know he's a good actor when he has nothing sorry when he has nothing to say because he's just great at acting with his face. But there is one guy who's doing a great job in the Star Wars prequels, and that's the Emperor. I was at Ian uh, McSomething or other. Uh, the guy who plays Emperor Palpatine in those movies is really, really good. He's, like, very clearly just doing better than everyone else. Part of the reason is he's having fun with the role, and it's hard to have fun with roles in Star Wars prequels. And in this one, uh, Jacob is very clearly the best actor of, out of all of them. And just because... Not that he went on to star in better projects, because... Uh, Shark Boy and Lava Girl, nope. but uh, but in this one, he's very clearly having the most fun with it. He's acting like a normal human being, but he, especially this scene, because he walks out, is like, "Hey, uh, my grandpa want to tell you something. Paid me twenty bucks." Uh, and this is not an easy thing to say. Uh, he wants you to break up with your boyfriend, and she's just like, "Why would he say that?" And he's like, "I, I don't know. It's a Cullen thing, reservation." And uh, she's just like, "Yeah, well." Uh, stipulated thank you and she just walks into and by the way they take a picture of her with uh edward and it's like how would he show up on the picture huh exactly yeah <laughs> and then they dance oh yeah the monte carlo theme prom smile how many hundreds of those has he lived through <laughs> oh wow it's the casino royale thing ah that's fun i did like the in the in the room they have like a, or in the mansion they have like a all his graduation caps like lined up there and I, 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 I like the idea of like there's like one missing and he was just like there was a war <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know, he just does a different accent there. I don't know why I did that. Uh, was there anything else in that fight? Oh, yeah, he takes her out to the fucking... Uh, uh, the gazebo. But there's already two other couples. And I kind of feel like that's a that's like a one couple per gazebo sort of thing, right? <laughs> they just split. They're like, oh, God, yeah. I was here. Oh, this is her fuck. moment. Oh, God, the smell. Anyway, as soon as she kisses him... Do you guys fucking smell some... Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh fuck, Bella's... 
Yeah. <laughs> so Josh broke out his patented ew when they started kissing, which always kills with me because he just knows how to do it perfectly, man. Uh, and then was the movie end there? Is that all there is? Well, you um, the sequel tease. Oh yeah, she's like, I'm already dying. Why don't you turn me into a vampire? And he's like, No. And she's like, Okay. Uh, and then we cut up yeah. to the balcony, and one of the nomad vampires is just staring down at them like, yes, yes. And then yeah. she walks towards the camera, and yeah. then it just fucking cuts to black and white in the credits roll. So, it's like, so one good. of the things I want to say that the movie does is, uh, exceptionally well that the book does, too, is uh, kind of driving home that, yeah, sometimes girls are interested in the good-looking guys, and sometimes the nerds are annoying, and it's okay to say it like that because it's told from the whisper. Like, there's a whole lot of like the MRA kind of guys who are just like, well, why do they always like the the chads, you know? Whereas in this one, it's like she is, she has her heart set on this one guy, and then this one nerdy guy's face pops up into frame, completely destroys the focus of the camera, and he's just like, "Hi, did you want to go to prom with me?" And she's just like, "What the where with the who?" And he's like, "The prom. Would you like to go with me?" And she's just like, oh, no, uh, I'll be sick that day. Uh, I have herpes. And uh, he's like, oh, well, okay. And then later, she's she's like dating Edward Cullen, right? And he comes up and he's like, so, you and Edward, huh? I don't like it. And my first thought is, oh, my God, this guy's going to shoot up to school. <laughs> he has a list and he's checking it twice. <laughs> he's putting oh, lipstick you're on. You're busy, huh? Huh? Nice guys like me can't get a fucking break in life. He's like, oh, shit. What's in his backpack? What's in- Tackle him. Yeah, so then he just goes out with Anna Kendrick instead, which would have been my my B choice as well. Well, it must be nice. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was... Oh, yeah, there's there's also her semi-Asian friend who uh, was just like, oh, this one boy won't ask me out to the prom. I don't know what's going wrong with me. Maybe I should choose, like, a nice dress or something to get his attention. And Anna Kendrick's just like, yeah, I can't imagine all the boys paying attention to me. <laughs> Hey, which band did that song, uh, Semi-Asian Life? That really catches <laughs> Anyway, this, there's no way I can also do this. Anyway, later she's just like, well, I decided I would take charge and I would ask him out. And I, I think it was Anna Kendrick says, congratulations, you're a strong, independent woman. And that got a lot of applause in my theater. <laughs> <laughs> fucking owns were you one of them. <laughs> I have to admit, yeah, you know, you go, girl. That's good. Ask out that guy who uh, is the eyes and ears of the school and wears a tie <laughs> to public school. <laughs> this guy's so fucking hot. Yeah. How can I ever get, work up the courage to ask out this guy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, this guy, guy dresses who's... like Pete Wentz. How could I ever? <laughs> different one. You can't ban me for that. It's not, no, it's not the same one. Oh, hey, it's how's one. it going? It's a different yeah, one. Well, Fuck yourself. Oh, the alarm says otherwise. <laughs> oh, okay. Well. Uh-oh. Well. Well. Uh, <laughs> oh, thank God. Know the playoff game of games. Oh, thank you, oh, yeah. God. Uh, here's a oh, game mercy. of games. Uh, turns out Parker and I both win, and we get to We're assign something nice to each other. Parker, you get to watch whatever you want, and I get to oh, watch thanks, whatever I want. So, I uh, <laughs> can't wait to watch the Playmobil movie. <laughs> <laughs> the Playmobil movie. <laughs> That wasn't me. That would have been Alex. Oh, I'm aware. Yeah. I know exactly who did it. I just want to know what the score is on this one. All right. Uh, in this case, we can... Is there, wait, 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 wait. Is there anything else we're forgetting? I feel like we're forgetting things about Twilight that we could probably be talking about for a while. I feel like... 
you and I could sit in a room with the microphones on and watch the whole movie four times in a row and never repeat ourselves. Honestly, it's I really think that's true. The most baffling things I've ever seen. One so of like, the most successful movies like of that decade, too. Yeah, so I guess I, maybe I want to talk about the character of Bella, especially as portrayed by Kristen Stewart. It's just like... Kristen Stewart's not, like, a bad actress, right? And not even in this movie, because it, there's really not much to do. So I think she's told to act awkwardly, because, like, there's a hot guy there, and he's staring at her. Like, you wouldn't be normal. You wouldn't be like, ooh, la la. You know, you'd be like, uh, 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 Dutch angle, you know, everything. Uh, so I don't have really a problem with her performance. Uh, now, as, as for the character itself, the character is, like I said, a nothing character. She has no personality. Uh... But I think that's intentional. I, I think Stephanie Myers actually said it's just like, yeah, it's it's an everyman. It's supposed to be you can put yourself in her shoes, and that way you can pretend like you're Bella and uh, immersion, and then you can beat off to the book. Uh, but like I, that being said, there are some problems with like the character's intelligence. The character does not seem particularly uh, quick witted, and uh, some of the decisions that she makes in the book series, at least, I don't know if they're going to be repeated in the movies, are questionable at best. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> now, I, that being said, I remember reading the books and thinking to myself, well, this is such a quick read because it's the same thing over and over again. You know, it's just kind of like there's, I'm not really missing much if I were to skip a few pages because it's like it's the same thing. Oh, you know, this is the problem, this problem, this problem. It's, it's always like the same sort of thing. How do I hide this from my dad? Typical bullshit. But I, I, I was kind of wondering, like, how are they going to keep doing this? And then I realized, oh, they have to introduce Jacob, and now it's like, oh, what's better than a boy being obsessed with me? Such How about two boys too. being obsessed with me? I love it because he just states, she makes her choice very clearly, like, hey, man, you're super nice, I like Edward. And he's like, all right, cool, but I'm just going to keep fucking trying. I'm just going to yeah, keep on going, As it turns going, out, man. guys, uh, that doesn't work out. Learned that the hard way. So instead, he imprints upon her baby. Learned that the hard way too. So it's uh, so good. <laughs> yeah, we're we're gonna get to that. I know that's in the book. I remember reading that, and being like, Jesus. Anyway, uh, uh, that will come. I believe there will be a vampire versus werewolf battle. Oh, See, I think that's why I thought that those were werewolves in that scene. Oh, trust me, you'll know. Yeah. Well, I'm an idiot. Because they're just giant, <laughs> shitty looking wolves. <laughs> Uh, they're all Native American too is there something to be said about that now it reminds me of that MST3K movie Werewolf Werewolf? <laughs> that's why I should have done it the entire thing because Alex isn't here he couldn't stop me from talking about Werewolves one of my all time favorite riffs here is the wind up and the pitch <laughs> this is absolutely fascinating <laughs> dictator for life Santa <laughs> Warn you, warn you. Muses concerto and werewolf. <laughs> concerto for a cello and werewolf. They're, they're establishing the hell out of that building. <laughs> I think I like really nailed this point down when I watched them all, but if you're like me and you've just known forever about these shitty movies but never had any interest in watching them, I implore you to take that fucking two handfuls of Pringles can size runtime and just sit down with it and really have a ball with it have the a couple master of drinks cylinder of runtimes <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh, you know 
download it, rent it, watch it on whatever it's on. Take that bad dragon runtime. <laughs> great night. Oh man, just fucking, you know, do all sorts of extracurricular activities with that runtime. Oh god, just really give yourself the business. <laughs> All right, next week's episode, Moonfall. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, my hero of the week is a social media intern who tweeted out, uh, Hi, I'm the moon, and welcome to Jackass. See Moonfall in theaters. (laughs) Good for them. And that's the tea, sis.